We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are sports and politics forever intertwined, or is this just a Trump-era phenomenon? The perils of a White House visit for a World Series champion ahead, and was it the worst ever man hug? That's still to come. Home and home radio.com sports original. We are brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Check them out. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. I'm Dave Briggs, home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker, home in Pennsylvania, back from working the sidelines for Westwood One Radio in that game between the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, the highlight of the night was the black cat that appeared with five minutes, 22 seconds left in the half, and the New York Giants leading this game 9-3. to Here's Kevin Harlan. He's walking. He's walking to the three. <laughs> He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field, and the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. And the cat is elusive. Kind of like Barkley and Elliott. <laughs> but he didn't know where to go. Look at, they're trying to corner him. And they got him in the end zone. There are state troopers all around this cat, which now climbs up into the stands. And the fans are running for their line. Now it goes back on the field again. And it's running in the back of the end zone. And it runs up the tunnel. That is Kevin Harlan, a national treasure on the call, Westwood One. He is elusive and ties in a sponsorship throw there, which is the beauty. And Ross, Jerry Jones was on 105.3 The Fan this morning, and he, too, is still talking about the cat. Let's listen. Another real turning point now, uh, the cat that took over. Have you acquired the rights to the cat? Will the cat be there uh, for Cowboy <laughs> games moving forward? And what's the marketing What's the marketing strategy with the cat as well, Jerry, to keep the winning going? I've had that cat uh, in a, a big uh, uh, dark space in that stadium uh, <laughs> maybe ever since uh, Jimmy Hawkins was built <laughs> ostensibly at the end. Well, that was the old stadium. But I've had that cat back in the deep, dark spots of that stadium for years just waiting <laughs> for him to came, come out. And uh, when I saw it going so uh, seemingly uphill for us, I told Rosie to go down and, and uh, unchain him and get him out on the field. So uh, 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 Rosie was scared of him, too. You know, he was such a wicked-looking cat. I caught him glaring at me, and I turned away, and I was a half a football field away. That was a scary cat. <laughs> that is excellent stuff from Jerry Jones on 105.3 The Fan this morning, all in on the cat. Let's bring in Kevin Hagelin. He's on 10-2, to 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Kevin, good to see you, man. Dave Briggs and Ross Tucker. Jerry's all in on the cat. How about you? It was 9-3 before, after 34-9 Cowboys. You can't deny it. I mean, and think about what a genius statement that was. Not only did he make the Jimmy Hoffa joke, he then corrected himself about how Jimmy Hoffa might be buried at the old Meadowlands. So I appreciate <laughs> the factual accuracy in his joke as well. 
Kevin, do you do you like cats? Yes or no? No, I'm a human and I'm a dog person like most humans should be. Okay, Kevin, Ross Tucker does not have a cat and does not believe in having a dog. He has two daughters and a wife and a big old yard. Feel free to judge. Okay, look, if you ever want pressure off of you and your family life, there is no better way, I promise you, to take care of that than to get a dog, all right? You just say, instead of leave me alone, I'm busy, you say, why don't you go play with the dog? Or why don't you walk the dog or feed the dog? This is a no-brainer. Even if you don't like dogs, this will make your whole life better. Got it. Okay, so my issue... Kevin is that so, so that's a good selling point actually because my experience with dogs is growing up going to my friends' houses and all I'm trying to do is watch Penn State Notre Dame and the dog keeps licking me and I can't stand it and then we're having we're hanging out we're having a good time uh, Peter you got to go walk the dog okay so I have to walk down the street with my friend waiting for this dog to shit so that my friend can pick up the shit and we can go back and do some fun and, and have some play. So my okay. experience with dogs is they annoy me with their slobber while I'm trying to watch football, and then they take time out of my day to have to wait for them to shit. So I'm not seeing the value here, okay? Once a month, how about this? I'll start a new company. It's called Rent-A-Dog. Once a month, you can get a dog for 30 minutes. They'll give you a Frisbee and a stick. And you go, oh, he chases the stick and brings it back. And you go, good boy. And then you throw it. And then he goes back, good boy. Okay, that was a good three to five minutes. I'm bored now. You can have your dog back. Here's $7. <sighs> okay. Couple things. First of all, I want in on the ground floor of that business. I think you've got possibilities there. <laughs> Secondly, you're kind of describing the process of having a kid too. I have a son, and let's not pretend like these first couple of years aren't exactly the way you just described having that dog. All right, so you know perspective here. Uh, yeah, man, I get a lot more affection. I get ten times the affection from my dog than I do two of my three kids. Ross is just Your a cold Your kids are going to grow up to be jerks as teenagers. <laughs> they're going to be jerks as teenagers, and they're too good for you. That dog will love you forever. Damn right. And that dog greets me every time I get home from work, wants to lick the face, gives me – I mean, I, I'm with you. Ross is just a bad guy. We can agree on that. But it wasn't strictly the cat that, of course – uh, split this game virtually in half. It's the fact that the Giants, uh, or rather the Cowboys, just seemed to start slow about every week. They went down 12-3. They were down 21-6 to the Giants, down 31-3 to the Packers. Is this a fatal flaw for a team with Super Bowl aspirations? That's a great question, and that has been the talking point all around here, not just this morning, but you referenced the Jets and the Packers game as well, because maybe against a team like the Giants, it doesn't cost you, but ideally you want to move beyond the divisional round for the first time in 24 years, and if that happens, you're going to go up against, you know, whether it's Seattle, San Francisco, Green Bay again, or the Saints, or whoever it is. You can't afford that. You're not so much better than those teams that you can score 34 of the last 40 points like the Cowboys did last night. So that's a fair concern. On the flip side, I would say 
if this defense produces turnovers anywhere near the level that they did last night, that is going to help balance this team out and maybe get them to where they want to be. But the slow starts are a concern for sure. Yeah, so uh, it's interesting. I'll give you another concern that I noticed on the sideline, Kevin. Every time they ran the ball outside zone or stretch play, whatever you want to call it, with Zeke Elliott, it was a guaranteed six yards or more. I don't know why they ever stopped it. And and I guess that was a frustration of mine as a former lineman. Overall, Kev, was last night's game a favorable performance in your mind of the Cowboys? Or are they about what you thought they were? Or was it a negative performance with how they weren't really able to pull away until late when the Giants gifted them a few things? You know, I totally understand the end part of that question, but I'm never going to say a negative performance when you win a road divisional game ever. Like, I don't care how good or bad the team is. I would say favorable because you did see those flashes. And I I get that you're like, why don't they run to the outside more often? Quite frankly, I want to know why we don't integrate Blake Jarwin into the offense more often. But it's good seeing those flashes as maybe like, informational points that you can use in the second half of the season. Like, I really hope they go back and look at the tape and say, we need to get more Jarwin. We need to get more Gallup. We need to go more runs to the outside. And we need on defense to use Jordan Lewis more. I'm hoping that they take those data points and use them in the back half of the season instead of saying, why hasn't that been here in the first half of the season? Talking to Kevin Hagelin, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. He's on 10-2. to 2. Um, That game easily could have, probably should have gone another way. When you throw an interception on the first play of the game and the Giants fail to get it in the end zone, in fact, the Cat found the end zone as much as the Giants did last night. Um, Dak Prescott, who is he? Is he the guy you thought he was coming into the season somewhere around 13, 14? Has he helped his negotiating stance over the course of this season, or is it about the same? No, I, I think he has helped his negotiating points. I really do. And he, I saw somebody on Twitter last night say, is there anybody who doesn't think that Dak Prescott is the guy? And if you don't think Dak Prescott is the guy, I'm really not sure. Like, I know that first interception, that was rough. But you look at that pass to Amari Cooper. You look at that pass to Gallup, both of which resulted in touchdown. I think he's moved into the 13-14, probably fair. I think he started to trend more towards like 9 to 11. And if you're getting in the top third of quarterbacks in the NFL, you could win with that quarterback if you build around him correctly. Will he be in the top five? I'm probably inclined to say no. But when you add in the intangibles, this is the quarterback I want to lead my team going forward. I really do. Curious as to what uh, the reaction was or will be about Michael Bennett with the national anthem. I was on the other side, Kev. What did he end up doing? I, I guess he stood, but he wasn't with the like. What what happened there? And was that even a, a topic among Cowboys fans? So I think they kind of quashed this from being a controversy leading into it because what they did, if you saw what they did with his contract, 
is there was an option for 2020 and they restructured his contract so he's free and clear after this year and it just so happens that that announcement was made right when the decision was made that he would stand for the national anthem and if you don't think those two are connected i don't really know what to tell you so he went out and stood for the national anthem for the first time in three years and i think that's directly a reflection on the business aspect of it so it gained a little bit of traction leading into the game, but not as much as you might have guessed. And then people haven't really been that hot on it locally as much as I've seen nationally. So he was out there, he stood, and it was a business decision for him, I think. Yeah, I see a picture on Twitter just now standing next to Lawrence and Collins, kind of behind most of the group, but clearly standing. How big a difference maker was he on the football field? No, absolutely, because one of the things that we've talked about time and again is this defensive line, their biggest problem is, I know people get caught up in quarterback hurries or sacks or pressures or all of that. The biggest problem that this defensive line has had is consistently winning the line of scrimmage. And with Michael Bennett, you brought in a player who can play inside or outside and has an opportunity to help this defensive line consistently win the line, uh, win the line of scrimmage, which is what you saw in the second half. And quite frankly, that's why they won. All right, Kevin Hagelin, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Catch him 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. If you're not in the Dallas area, just download the Radio.com app. You can listen to their broadcast for free. Good to see you, my friend. Absolutely. Catch you guys after the next Cowboys win. <laughs> well, they've got an interesting road ahead. They've got three tough ones, Minnesota, Detroit, and New England. So a tough road ahead uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. One quick note on Dallas, uh, on Dak Prescott. Do you think he's helped his negotiating stance, or is it about the same as you thought it was coming into the season? That, that first play of the game interception is one of those that can easily turn a game south. Yeah, I think he's only helped. I, I thought he played well. You know, that was kind of a, a fluky thing. He's trying to do the slant on the RPO. Antoine Bethay jumped up, snared it. I think so far it's been favorable for Dak. Um, you know, I think this is the best year of his career so far. With Gallup making the plays he is, and Amari Cooper making the play, and even Blake Jarwin. I mean, all those guys made significant plays last night. I really think that Dak Prescott's going to continue to play well. And the closer he gets to free agency, the better it is. Because I don't think the Cowboys want to go down the franchise tag road. So the longer he waits, I really believe the bigger deal he'll end up getting. Interesting. Uh, I, I think he is about where I thought he was. He is somewhere around that 13 to 14 range. Agree to your point. They don't want to rebuild and start this process over again, but it's clear he is a, he is a flawed quarterback. He is not a, well, at least in my estimation, we'll talk to pro football focus tomorrow. He's not a top five guy, but might be good enough to win a Super Bowl given all the pieces around him. We'll be interested to see when he gets a deal and when Amari Cooper gets a deal, man, because Amari Cooper is essential for this football team. He is a beast. He plays through pain. He delivers just about every single time for the Cowboys. Boy, was he a huge acquisition from Oakland. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, he was, he was awesome last night. Even when he was hurt, he came back in made the big play. He's so explosive in and out of his routes. He's been a difference-making player 
for them. There's no question. He's opened up so many things in the run game and underneath, even for guys like Jason Witten, who it seemed like had a million catches last night as well. That was a good hire, a good trade for the Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of good hires, Zip Recruiter. We've been telling you guys about this. Hiring can be a challenge. As Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company. She knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So, you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, said she was impressed with how quickly she found it qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. That's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash E-N-T-E-R. ZipRecruiter.com slash enter. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Sports and politics are forever intertwined. Newsflash, the website once known as Deadspin, as people continue to flee that once outstanding and hugely popular website after their decision to say, stick to sports, their writers not having it. And yesterday, another example of the perils of visiting the White House in the Trump administration era when you were a World Series champion. Uh, The story for the Washington Nationals ahead of time was that their closer, Sean Doolittle, would not visit the White House, could not bring himself to do it, given the divisive rhetoric of President Trump. For the most part, most of the Nationals were there and seemed eager to be there. Uh, Anthony Rendon, the prized free agent for the Washington Nationals, also skipped the trip, but we have not heard exactly why. Kurt Suzuki is the man that changed everything as we know it for the Nationals. He's the old veteran backup catcher who stood up there on a stage with President Trump wearing an autographed MAGA hat and just lighting Twitter on fire. Most people were cursing him out, saying, oh, now you now you embrace all the policies of the president, the child separation, the divisive rhetoric, the Charlottesville comments, uh, on and on and on. And he was recipient of Sidetrack, the most awkward man hug in the history, the long history of awkward man hugs. I think we had the USA Today photo of Kurt Suzuki saying, uh, I love you all. Thank you, Mr. President, wearing his MAGA hat. And Ross Tucker, the president, goes with what I'm calling the reverse double cup. Have you ever seen a more awkward man hug than that one? No. Uh, And the picture we're showing is absolutely incredible. And I can't imagine how many memes there are based on on that picture right there. Uh, there's a lot of different roads you could take that one. And I mean a lot. 
of different routes you could take with that picture. I do think it's interesting, don't you, Dave, in, in the team dynamic sense, that on the one hand, Doolittle doesn't want to go because of Trump and some of the things he's said and done. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Suzuki puts on the Make America Great Again hat. I mean, I, I don't know. I You know, I, I think that's a little interesting, don't you? I do, but I think it reminds me of a time I used to enjoy when we used to embrace the fact that there were Republicans and Democrats in the same clubhouse, at the same dinner table, at the same bar. I have a lot of friends who are Democrats. I have a lot of friends who are Republicans. The way it used to be done on Capitol Hill is Democrats and Republicans in Congress would have weekly drinks together and holy shit, they would actually solve problems over whiskey and the like. Now, because of the Trump divisiveness, I'm not suggesting that it's entirely a cultural issue, but he has made this dividing line for everyone. Now, I'm fine with the fact Kurt Suzuki wore the MAGA hat and embraced the president, and Ryan Zimmerman, Mr. National, was thankful to him about keeping us safe. Uh, Look, I would like a visit to the White House to just be that a visit to the White House. And I'm not knocking Sean Doolittle, but I'm also not going to knock Kurt Suzuki the way so many writers out there nationally have, blasting him for politicizing that team, that clubhouse, and the brand. It's okay to be a Republican. It's okay to be a Democrat. Can't a trip to the White House just be that? I would love to return to an era when it was just that. Heck, maybe if you're not a fan of the president, maybe you can still get the -the behind-the-scenes tour of the White House. It should be a privilege. It should be an honor. It should be something that comes with winning a national championship, a World Series, whatever it may be, a gold medal to visit the White House. And Kurt Suzuki said it was amazing. That was the president just trying to have some fun. That's what he texted USA Today. None of the players were made available. He added that everybody makes everything political. It was about our team, winning the World Series. Bravo, Kurt Suzuki. Again, I get being offended by a lot of the things the president says, but it would be nice if that could just be that. But the president has thrust himself into the sports universe. He paid a visit to Game 5 of the World Series. He was booed viciously, and they chanted in D.C., lock him up. Then he went to a UFC fight at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night, with Dana White, and that I would describe as a mix. A lot of savage boos, but there were certainly a lot of applause. And up next for him, the president will visit the LSU and Alabama game on Saturday. I would guess that is going to be very much a friendly crowd. Asked about that this morning, Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback, said, regardless of your political views, it's pretty cool having the president at the game. Doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Presidents at the game, pretty cool. Can we just agree on that, Ross, and and stop trying to find divisiveness in every single presidential visit everywhere? Yeah, I don't like people that come up with stupid reasons to to, to criticize someone and, and like telling them that it should be divisiveness and not divisiveness. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that seems like uh, like that like you know people that nitpick and want to create divisiveness over things like the pronunciation of divisiveness 
totally right, right. annoying to me. I mean, yeah, you just can't totally. you can't be like that. Why do you go with divisiveness? That sounds terrible. You know, you it's funny. It. You ask me about you ask me about a lot of pronunciations. Like I think I say jaguar. I don't even jaguars. How do I say it? jaguars? No, See, you I, say I don't jaguar. Even... How do you say the word f i n a n c e? Finance. Would say it again. Okay, good, good. Because there are people. Oh, oh are you suggesting finance. it might be finance? Yeah, I hate <laughs> finance people. I hate finance people. That drives me crazy. Hey, I don't ever want to hang out with people that pronounce F-I-N-A-N-C-E finance. Is that a pet peeve of yours? Oh, my gosh. I just feel like if you say finance, there's got to be a big stick up your butt when you're saying that. I mean, finance. (laughs) Finance. Finance. Like who said it's finance? Who says hold on, that? So, hold on. When when you have one of your pet peeve issues come up, do you address it or do you just pretend it didn't happen? How do you handle it? Because I know you've got a hothead side of you. I, I address it. I just did with you. I think divisiveness is bad. It's divisiveness. Right, it generally in situations away from this program, you always point it out. Oh, 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 oh. Um at that really depends on the situation. I don't know. Like uh, a pet peeve of mine. Well, that's another story. I, I would say I, uh, it really depends on the situation, you know, because a lot okay. of times I just don't feel like getting into it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like even dealing with it. I just move on. Okay. Because I had my personal pet peeve happen, uh, this morning at, at my other job. And Here's mine. You walk up to an elevator bank, you push the button, and then the next dude walks up, sees the button already lit, and pushes the same button as if their freaking finger has some magical power that yours did not. And I don't call it out, but it drives me freaking mad. I People do it every day of the week at every elevator bank in America. That doesn't drive you nuts. And should I call them out? Should I ask them what they hope to accomplish? You know, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. So I will say this. I have been places where someone did not actually hit the button or thought they did, but it didn't light up. I also think it's on some level like a Pavlov's dog thing. You walk up to an elevator and like you're just used to hitting a button. So even if it's already lit up, you hit it. And the last thing is, he's basically calling out your manhood. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes! he's basically saying, you don't push the button like a real man. Let me show you how you push a button here, okay, kid? Boom. I got That's this. That's how you do it. Button and, pushed. Boom. And, and I'm a bit unstable some days. There will be a day. Where I will, I will fight somebody for doing that. You know, some one of those days when you're just having a crappy day and you're tired and you're stressed out. And I'm a lot of those things a lot of days. So don't do that around me if you're listening to us this afternoon. That'll do it for us. I uh, want to say a happy birthday 
to Odell Beckham Jr. Could you get him a few targets and maybe a touchdown for his birthday, Baker Mayfield? Stop wearing that yard sale clothing while you're at it. That'll do it for us today. For Ross Tucker, I'm Dave Briggs. Tomorrow, Pro Football Focus joins us. Top graded players week nine. And somebody who hates red zone. Yeah, that person is out there. He joins us tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.